So let's look over at Acts chapter 20. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence that we sense tonight. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us through your word and by your spirit. And Lord, we give you praise and glory and honor for it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Now, Acts chapter 20. And I want you to notice a few verses here. He says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. The word of his grace. Glory to God. Uh, One person defined grace as it's simply the ability of God. Uh, I believe that the grace of God is unmerited favor, but oftentimes the emphasis is put on the unmerited. But I believe the favor of God is an awesome definition for the grace of God. When the grace of God is operating in our lives, well, we could simply say it this way. The grace of God is manifesting also the presence of God. The grace of God in manifestation is manifesting the peace of God, the protection of God. It is the strength of God enabling you and I to lay hold of an inheritance and his plan for our life. Amen. Grace of God, when it's operating in my life, it enables me and it enables you as well to step out and to do the will of God. And you know, there's grace for moms. There's grace for dads. There's grace for employers. There's grace for employees. There's grace for team leaders that are here tonight. There's grace for us on the job. And how many of you know there's grace for us to know what to say and what not to say in difficult situations? Is that right? So the grace of God really is all around us. Now, notice with me again in this verse, and he says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to do what? Which is able to build you up. And once you are built up, Then you'll be able to get a clue on what your inheritance is. It's very difficult to lay hold of the plan of God without being strong in your spirit. And to give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. And so... This ability of God, this grace of God, um, it is able to build you up. It is the word of his grace. We so need the word of God to be building us up on a daily basis. Now, why do I say that? Well, keep your finger over there and let's look over at Proverbs chapter 14. And notice with me a verse over here, Proverbs 14, and uh, stand by, 18, chapter, Proverbs 18, verse 14, Proverbs 18, 14. The spirit of man will sustain his infirmity. 
but a wounded spirit who can bear. Now let's look at that verse from the Amplified Version. Spirit of man, there's sustaining power in Christ and through God, but there's also sustaining power when your spirit man is connected and hooked with the Father of spirits, your Father God. The Amplified Version says, the strong spirit of a man. What kind of a spirit? Not, not a weak spirit. No, 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 no. Not a, not a spirit that has been depleted by a battle or by a test. We've all been depleted before. But once we get through the test, it's not time to just rest on the victory that we received when we went through the test. Amen? It's time to fuel up and to store up strength in your spirit. It says here that the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? We're living in days, (laughs) I think of this old song, only the strong survive. How many remember that old Motown song? (laughs) Only the strong survive. Amen? Now, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't make it to heaven, you know, if you're, you know, weak in your spirit. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about making it through. Amen. I'm talking about making it through what you're facing currently or making it through what may come your way. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Uh, in Psalm 23, it says, yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll not be afraid. Now, why is that? Because he's with me. He's for me. Hallelujah. And he's strengthening me. So it's the strong spirit of a man that is going to revive. It's the strong spirit of a man that's going to make it. How about you? Are you going to make it? How many of you are going to go all the way to the finish line? I plan on going all the way to the finish line. Amen? How about you? All the way. Running this race with endurance, with patience, but running a strong race. But it's not in and of yourself. He said in Ephesians, he says, be strong in what? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen? See, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but hey, we're relying on the name of the Lord our God. And you know, when you think about what Paul faced, Paul faced some stuff, man. I mean, the Apostle Paul, didn't he? He faced some really difficult seasons in his life. And here's what Paul said. He said over there in Philippians 4.13, you can pull it up in the Amplified. I'll quote it first of all from the King James. Here's what Paul said. He said, I can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing, which strengthens me. Oh, there's strength in the word of his grace. There's strength in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now let's read this together. I have strength 
for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient. In whose sufficiency? Who? glory to God. That's the key in Christ. Out of Christ, we can't do anything. Out of Christ, we are incomplete. But thank God in Christ, hallelujah, we are complete in Him. So now notice this with me. Christ empowers me. Christ strengthens me. It would pay us rich dividends to stay hooked with Jesus. And not just have sort of a a religious, ritualistic form of godliness, if you will, but denying the power thereof. Amen? Amen. Now, I'm not calling you that tonight, but how many of you know that staying vitally united with the vine and staying in communion with him in this day and this hour, it's not a suggestion. It is absolutely a necessity. Hallelujah. The strong spirit of a man. That's what's going to put you over. Hallelujah. So, do we need to be built up? I'm telling you, there's ability available to you beyond you. There is blessing to those who are so built up. Look at with me back at, at Acts chapter 20. Sometimes these side journeys help us as much as anything. Say it with me, I'm strong, I am strong in, the in the Lord and in the power, in the power of, his of His might. Now don't just say that when you feel strong. Say that when you feel weak. Amen. Don't just say that when everything's going good. Say it when it looks like everything's going down the tubes. Amen. That's when we need to say it the most. Hallelujah. So Acts chapter 20. Notice again verse 32 through 35. And now, brethren, I commend you to God, to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. He said, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak. And to remember the word of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is what? Now notice this, he says, that we ought to support the weak. Now, how can we support the weak if we're weak? How, how can we give if we have nothing to give? And I'm not, you know, remove the finances out of your mind. But I'm talking about how can you give an encouraging word to someone when you're discouraged? How can you, how can you lift someone unless you've been lifted? Now, certainly you can do that by faith, but I tell you, there'll be more power to your punch when you do it from a position of strength. And that's where the anointing will come in, and it'll help those that have been weakened by life and life circumstances. Okay? Now, notice with me. 
He said, you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. So these are the words of Jesus, right? How he said, it is more blessed to do what? It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Now, I've been around a while, almost 40 years of full-time ministry. To God be the glory. To Him be all the praise. Amen. Without Him, I can't do anything. So ask Brenda. And neither can you. But I have noticed this, that in the body of Christ, there are degrees of blessing. Now, we're all blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. But there are those that have given themselves to the Lord 100%. And their ears are attentive to His commands. And so as a way of life, they have given their lives to Him... Not so that they could just be blessed beyond measure, but so that they could be a great blessing. Great blessing, yeah. I believe this, that there are degrees of blessing. And there are degrees of ability to be a blessing. Now get finances out of your mind. But I'm telling you folks, the stronger you are, The fuller you are of Him, the fuller you are of God, the more you have to offer people around you. Amen? Amen. Now, don't get under condemnation tonight. Don't start thinking, well, I don't don't have anything to offer. I can't do nothing. We need to get that junk out of our thinking. Somebody says, well, I don't even have two nickels to rub together. Well, you've got Jesus in your heart. I said, you've got Jesus in your heart. Amen. You got a mouth, don't you? You got hands. You can be a blessing to someone. Amen? And if you'll give yourself to that, you'll find that he'll bring you up. He'll bump you up to another degree of blessing. Say it with me. We're going in this place from glory to glory. Thank you, Lord. Just pray this with me. Lord Jesus. I thank you that you have blessed me. Now I pray, sir, that you would enable me by the word of your grace to be strengthened in my spirit, in my soul, in my body, yes, even in my finances, so that I may be a blessing, dispensing good. Dispensing encouragement, dispensing lifting, dispensing hope to those around me. You prayed that prayer in faith tonight. You just mark it down. Sometime this week, you're going to get an opportunity to be a blessing. You know, it might mean baking cookies for somebody. 
It might mean, you know, letting somebody in front of you in line. Start right where you're at. We live in a world that has a me first mindset. It's the nature of the flesh. It's something that I contend with. It's something that we all contend with. But thank God we can keep this me first mindset under our feet. By how? By presenting ourselves to God daily. I'm yours, Father. I'm yours to serve. Speak to me. Be a blessing through me. Is that your desire? Is that that really your desire? I desire to be a blessing. My spiritual father, Dad Hagen, and many of you here see Paul and Brother George and Terry and many, many of you who sat under Dad Hagen's ministry for a number of years. What? Well, you talk about a blessing? My goodness. Uh, he'd pray on a regular basis when he'd get up in the morning. He'd just say, Lord, make me a blessing today. Make me a blessing. Hallelujah. Make me a blessing. You'll have people walk up to you and say, man, you're such a blessing. And you say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I got to be a blessing. Amen. Well, look at John chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 14 through 16. I believe this, the more blessed you are, the more, more you can do. I believe the stronger you are, the more you can give. I believe that's the God flow for you. I believe that's the God flow for me. Amen? Oh, thank you, Lord, for making this church a greater blessing. Make us a greater blessing in 2016 than we were in 2015. Now notice this, in John chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And of His fullness we have all what? We have all received. I better get over there so I can read it properly. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm not running the aisles or spitting and shouting tonight, but you're getting something. You're getting something. Hallelujah. Verse 14, John 1. The Word was made flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. Full of what? Full of grace, full of truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This is he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have we all received, and what? Grace for grace. Now look at verse 16 in the Amplified Version. You wear your shouting clothes tonight. Notice this. Verse 16. For out of his fullness, abundance, we have all received... All had a share and were all supplied with one grace after another, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, and either favor upon favor and gift heaped upon heap. One translation says layer 
upon layer. I believe that we can grow in the grace of God. Layer upon labor. Layer. Now, what would happen in your life if you had 30% more grace on you this month than you did last? What would happen in our lives if we had 30% more help than we did last month? I believe this. Things we haven't been able to do, we'd be able to do it. I mean, to where things were a real struggle, now all of a sudden, by the grace of God, they become easy. Hallelujah. Things that you've come behind in and passed, glory to God, you're out ahead of it now. More grace. You see, His grace for my life and your life is His help for us. His help for us. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Joe, could you close that back door? I don't want to get a draft on me tonight from that back there. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Layer upon layer. That's what I'm expecting. More grace. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 4, verse 16. Now notice this. He says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of condemnation. Huh? Didn't it read that? No, thank God there's therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad you're not sitting under a minister of condemnation? We're sitting under a ministry of righteousness. No, thank God, when we come boldly to the throne of grace, we find mercy there, but also we find what? Grace to help. Hallelujah. His grace is his help for you. Anybody need help? We know where to get it, don't we? We get it from him. Now let's take a look at Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 through 2 and verses 9 through 11 again. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east of Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we've come to do what? To worship him. Verse 9 through 11. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before him until it stood over the king where the young child was. Uh, to, stood where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they came to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, there's some really significant things here that we want to take a look at. And I think it's very important when we talk about being strong and in this day and in this hour. There are some things that the wise men did that we can do as Christians that will position us, if you will, to be strengthened by the power of God and to operate in the grace of God. Well, of course, the first thing that they did is they sought Jesus, didn't they? You know, if we're wise as people of God, we're going to seek him with all of our heart. Psalm says that the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want what? Any good thing. Who can quote Matthew 6.33 with me? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, the people that really seek God with all of their heart find him. They really find him. And the people that seek God with all of their heart, they search with him with everything they've got. They find him, but they also find a grace for their living. Secondly, the second thing that the wise men did is that they entered the house. I'm going to say something kind of strong tonight. I probably should say it on Sunday morning, but I'll try it out on you. Are you ready? They entered the house. There are many who will be around church or around the things of God. But these wise men weren't content to be in the general proximity of Jesus. They entered in. And we need to enter in as well. Like you're doing tonight. One of the biggest uh, things that pastors must do is they must keep their head above the lukewarmness that is in the church. And I'm not talking about this congregation. I'm talking about I'm talking about general population. Must keep their head above the lukewarmness. That is in the church. There are many people. In the church. But they're not doing what they should be doing in the church. And then thirdly. They saw Jesus. They saw Jesus. Now we may not get to see him physically. But how many of you know we behold him in the word of God. This word was made flesh. And it dwelt. Among us. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. You get over into the area of commitment, man, you're going to be stronger. Stronger, stronger, stronger than ever before. You get into an area of your life where you are not just here to receive, but you're here to give. That's where life gets very, very exciting. For the truth of the matter is, we're not saved to sit. We're not just saved to receive. But we are saved to serve. Is that right? We're saved to serve. Amen. Now notice this. In 2 Corinthians 3, and notice with me in verse 18, it says this. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed. I'm changed. I'm a new man. I'm not the person I used to be. You would not have wanted to know the old Mark or the old George. Or even the old Tony. No, thank God. Thank God old things are passed away. And behold, all things... Man, Terry's down here just praising God. <laughs> Brenda's saying, thank God Barney's dead forever. That was my nickname in high school growing up. She didn't know Barney. Thank God she did. 
Janie, I see you're thankful, too, that the old Todd's dead. Amen? Brand new creation. Righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How about you? Are you glad that Jim is born again? Brother Fabre? Praise the Lord. I'm glad Terry's saved. Yeah. We better not ask Dell about Raul over there. I don't know. The fourth thing they did is they fell down and they worshipped him. They were so impacted by their encounter with Jesus that they just fell down and they just worshipped him. Oh man, you'll be strengthened when you worship. See, God's a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. They that wait upon the Lord are going to do what? They're going to renew their strength. Let's look over at Isaiah chapter 40. We have a few more moments tonight. Isaiah the 40th Isaiah 40, 29. He gives power to the who? To the faint. To them that have no might, what does he do? Strong spirit of the man will sustain his infirmity. Amen. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly... Do what? Read verse 31 with me. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Glory to God. Wait on the Lord, worshiping him. Be strengthened with might by the Holy Ghost in the inner man. Partake of the richest measure of his divine presence. And through times of worship and through times of just waiting upon the Lord, be filled and flooded with God himself. Be filled and flooded with his glorious divine presence in your life. Take time this season to wait on him. There are people here tonight that have questions and you're wondering about what you should do about this or what you should do about that and what should I do about the year 2016. The answer to a million and one questions that we have is found in the presence of the Lord. And the way that we get into the... The way that we get into the presence of God, the best way that I know of, is through worshiping Him and just waiting on Him and taking time to commune with Him and have and develop a prayer lifestyle. And when we pray and we commune with Him in this life of worship, in this life of waiting, We must be still before Him. Because when we are still before Him, it gives Him the opportunity to speak to us. I believe that God is speaking to us all the time. Yes, He is. But the difficulty is 
we're not always on the same frequency that he's on. You know, if, you're, if you leave church tonight and, and you want to turn on the Warriors game, for example, or you want to turn on some worship on 99.3 or whatever the case may be, and, and, and you, you turn it on and you're, you're not picking up the signal. And you say, well, man, there's something wrong with this radio. There's something wrong with this radio. I just can't figure out what's wrong with this radio. Well... Did you really turn it on? Are we just hoping for it to come your way? And so it is with God. We've got to get on his frequency. God did not save us so that we could sit in front of a television and get doped up on the spirit of this world. He didn't save us and sanctify us and set us apart so that we could... Just live our lives for ourselves. Your life and my life, it is not our own. Our life belongs to Him. Our bodies belong to Him. We are the temples of the Holy Ghost. And it is only in Him that we're going to live and move and have our being. It's only in Him and through Him that we're going to be able to make it through what's coming on this earth. That's it. That's it. That's it. Quit begging God for answers. You know, Brother Steve here, Brother Steve Pate, right here. If he wanted to talk to me about something and he says, Pastor Mark, I'd like to run some things by. I I need some spiritual counsel, some spiritual guidance. Okay, we'll meet at 8 o'clock or whatever. And he comes to my office and he walks in and he says, Oh, Brother Mark, Brother Mark. Oh, Brother Mark. Brother Mark, Brother Mark. Oh, Oh, Brother Mark. Brother Mark. Sooner or later, I'm going to get real irritated. (laughs) And I'm going to say, what is it, Steve? What do you want? Oh, Brother Mark, Brother Mark, Brother Mark. And a lot of Christians pray that way. They're begging God. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. Oh, God, I don't know where to go. Oh, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And God is saying, what is it, son? Yes. What is it, daughter? Be still and know that I am your God. And turn away from those distractions in your life and focus in on me and worship me and let me direct your path. A million and one questions go through the minds of Christians at this time of the year. But we will never get the answers if we're not on the right frequency. The right frequency is the Father's mode. Hallelujah. And so they that wait on the Lord... I'm seeking God about some things. How about you? 
I want my last years on this earth to count. The Lord is teaching me to number my days. Who knows, I may only have 6,000 days left. I'm not going to waste them. Somebody said, well, Pastor Mark, I'm only 32, 33. Well, so you've got 12,000. But the days are clicking by. The hours are clicking by. And people are going into eternity every two seconds. Another two. Another two. Do you want your life to count? Then it's important that you park and you stop all the trivial pursuits. And you say, Lord, I am your servant. I am yours to command. This is not popular teaching with 90% of the body of Christ. You know why? Because it requires them to do something. Say la. So, glory to God. They worshiped him. And then they opened their treasures. It's a powerful statement. What does that mean? They opened their treasures. That's a literal reference to the gifts that they brought to Jesus Christ. But listen, a true encounter with Jesus Christ leads us to open up all that we are and all that we have to him. Everything I have, everything I am, I'm yours. I present my body, and you can present your body as a living sacrifice to him, which is your reasonable service. Everything that I have, everything that you are, you open it up to him. And then lastly, and in closing, they presented their gifts to him. Now tonight we are not in the physical presence of the young Jesus today, but we stand tonight before the risen Lord, the one who died for our sins, our high priest and our advocate. And today, just as much as the wise men did then, we are here to present our gifts to him. What's God placed on the inside of you? What kind of gift are you covering up? What has he put in you for the benefit of others? So he says, well, I've got this gift and I've got that gift, but it just didn't work here, it didn't work there. It's time for you to get back in the game. Amen? They presented their gifts to him. But maybe, maybe, maybe 3 to 10% of the people in the body of Christ tithe. Maybe. Maybe. 
You know what? It's not ours anyway. It's all His. Amen. And so He said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts. If I'll not open you the windows of heaven. (laughs) And I'll pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough for you to receive. Glory to God. Good news. Hallelujah. But then he said, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. No, don't, don't, underestimate, uh, don't underestimate your enemy. He is a devourer and he's coming. I said, he's coming. He walks about as a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. But I believe this. Those that are sold out. Those that have opened up their lives to him. And they're all in. Say it with me. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Those that are all in and have given their very best to him. I believe the commander in chief says. They may not devour you. So that when you resist him steadfast with your faith then he will run from you as in terror well that's enough for tonight everyone stand up amen good word good word good word praise the lord amen thank you lord jesus let's just lift up our voice and lift up our hands tonight let's pray this together heavenly father We operate in the wisdom of God. And we purpose in our heart. In these days and in these hours. To seek you with all of our hearts. Lord Jesus we declare tonight. That we are all in. And so we come boldly tonight. To the throne of grace. To obtain help. And greater grace. In our lives. Let's pray what Dad Hagen prayed. Pray this Lord. Make me a blessing. Help me. To help others. I refuse to withhold. My tithes. My offerings. I'm not going to put my gifts. That God has sowed into my spirit under a bushel. I commit that I have been saved not to sit, but I've been saved to serve. Saved to be a blessing. Declare it real strong with me. I am a blessing. Going somewhere to be a blessing to others.